Before I live in the uh, United States, I grew up in West Africa, Ghana, Togo, Benin, Burkina Faso, and in Europe, France, Belgium, Italy. I've got the pleasure to visit Spain and Germany. This is Life at BP. Conversations with inspiring people with inspiring stories. Conversation about their life at BP and beyond. Ahmed Diallo is a true citizen of the world. Ahmed is originally from Mali, and as a son of a World Health Organization doctor, moving to and living in interesting parts of the world has been his way of life from a very young age. His adventures led him to have a distinguished eight-year career in the U.S. Army before starting his civilian and professional chapter within BP's Information Technology and Services Graduate Program in 2018. In his current role, Ahmed supports BP's supply and trading business. I'm your podcast host, Pratibha Rikyasami. And in this episode, I had an insightful conversation with Ahmed on some of his greatest life lessons, his path to BP, and the best advice he has ever received that has helped him achieve his goals so far. Welcome to the Life at BP podcast, Ahmed. I've been looking forward to this conversation for the last week, I'd say. Um, so thank you for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. First thing, I'd like to know a little bit about your role at BP currently. What do you do? What are your responsibilities? I'm a business analyst and a junior developer for the EUC team. So my role is uh, I'm the liaison between uh, the product owners and the developer teams. So I'll go ahead and gather business uh, insight on what the, the request of the product owner wanted. So they give me the business requirement. I look at it. I try to understand what uh, the demand is and uh, communicate that knowing my background in development and computer science. I uh, do a discussion with uh, my development team. I explain to them what the uh, business wanted to be developed to help them do a better job in their daily uh, businesses. And uh, the developers, since they are the most technical one, they explain to me what's possible and what's not possible. And I refer that back to the business uh, uh, owners and explaining to them, okay, the, the technical possibility that we have is this and this, and this is what we can achieve at the end of the day. So in a nutshell, your role is to help businesses or teams conduct their work in a more efficient way through providing software solutions. So your job is basically to try and make people's life a bit easier with a BP. Yes, <laughs> I, I try to. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you do. So, Ahmed, when did your interest in software development and computer science start? So, my uh, love for computers started in '95 uh, uh, when I first saw the movie Tron when I was in uh, Africa. Um, my dad bought my first uh, IBM PC in '95. So, I started learning about uh, Microsoft uh, Office, Excel. At the time, it was uh, Power Perfect, how you, you code uh, the tableaus and everything and how you do the calculation. So I started doing that. And uh, when we moved down into Europe, I did uh, my uh, first degree in computer electronic and uh, computer components. So there was a lot of uh, 
database, uh, electronic components, you know, soldering and all of that. Ahmed, you have an entire career behind you. So for a lot of graduates, starting off in the graduate program is their first career move. Whereas for you, you have an entire career as an Army veteran. I'd like to find out a little bit about what inspired you to join the U.S. Army. Okay, let's start by uh, uh, everybody has their dreams, you know, like uh, what they wanted to achieve in life. I wanted to be a soldier when I was a kid. I wanted to be a computer scientist and I wanted to be a pilot. So I was working for a nonprofit for three and a half years. And uh, my brother-in-law at the time was a Navy uh, officer and he used to train uh, the Navy SEALs. And he knew that uh, how I'm passionate about uh, uh, sports, martial arts. So he was an officer in uh, the Navy, and I saw him training the Navy SEALs in Hawaii. And I was like, oh, this might be a, a good opportunity for me to achieve another of my dreams and uh, be uh, a soldier. So I talked to him, and uh, I'm not too keen of the sea. So he was like, well, and uh, my jiu-jitsu instructor is an old uh, Marine Recon uh, member. And he was like, well, I think you do good in the uh, United States Army. You should try that out. I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds good. And I talked to the recruiter that week, that same week. He came to my house. Uh, he helped me fill all the documentation and fill it out. One week later, I was in basic training. Oh, yeah. And where was your first deployment again? Uh, we went to Qatar first. And uh, uh, from Qatar, I was... Uh, our unit got divided into two places, uh, Qatar and Bahrain, mm -hmm. and my second deployment was in Jordan. So how did you find out about BP and BP's graduate program? Was it a company that you were aware of? So that came to be by, because of an opportunity by the Togo Marshall uh, Conference. So uh, I was in New York finishing my bachelor degree in computer science, and uh, Togo Marshall is um, taking all the uh, couple of students uh, from all the HBCUs uh, schools, the high-ranking students, and they do a conference. They invite all these uh, 500 companies to come in and uh, they do interviews. We talk to different leaderships and uh, uh, they give, give away scholarships. So I did all the interview and they, they, they do a mingle. One, one particular day. And that day I had my appointment with uh, Mary Lynch. I was waiting on a, on a line for my appointment. So I think I was like in the middle of the line. So I was standing there and that's when she approached me and she moved in front of me. She said, hi, how are you? I'm like, hi. It's like, oh, what, what's your degree? What are you doing? I'm like, oh, computer science. Great, we're looking for computer science. And I look at her. Her uniform is a BP logo and everything. I'm like, BP? I would think you wanted some engineer in, uh, on the field or in uh, oil or in uh, rigging. Or, but computer science, never done on me. It never even occurred to me that uh, BP will ever have uh, computer science you know, divisions. Wow. <laughs> it sounds like we were in the right place at the right time to find you in that line. Taking a step back 
and thinking about the transition from the US Army to civilian life, civilian work, what did you do to prepare yourself for that transition to figure out what you wanted to do? What sort of resources or support did you solicit to find the right thing for you after your career in the Army? The, the first six to one year uh, transition when you decided to go out, they have a transition period. There, there's a requirement that, that you take some classes that you go through that give you links to, to jobs, links, uh, preparation. They, they do um, resume preparation for you. You go through those courses. They give you um, scholarships sites where you can apply to. Even though I had what we call the GI Bill, it's almost like a scholarship that you you participate on on your first one year being a military. They take fun out of your pay to to fund it, and it's a scholarship that will allow you to take your your bachelor degrees. You know, like up to your bachelor degree, depending on which school you go. If you go to a more expensive school you may need more funds to, to finish your, your degree. In that transition period, there's um, resources that, that you can access to. Um, you have people that you can talk to, that will, you have advisors that will tell you, okay, if you want to get out of the, the army, make sure you prepare, you have a plan. Uh, you don't want to go to school, you want a job. These are the sites that, that uh, recruit uh, veterans. These are the sites that you can get scholarships. Uh, this is what we can do for you. We can uh, prepare you for your resume. So there's a transition help and everything. And uh, depending where you wanted to go, I did my research. I looked at uh, the different school that I want to go to. I made my choice. I did the application six months in advance. I did that. I received my letter of acceptance for the college and everything. And every school has uh, a VA office, a Veterans Affairs office in the school. So you make sure that uh, you you ask the school if they have a veteran office in there. And the veteran office will help you through uh, the process of, of filling up uh, how you're going to be paying for your school. So after you get accepted to the school, you send them your information and they set up everything for you. So that that's it. And now it's it's, it, it will fall on you to make sure that uh, you put your head down, you study, and you, you push through. When you started at BP, what did you find easy to adapt to? And what was perhaps challenging or just really different to the way things were done in the Army? And one of the things that made me really smile when we were initially talking was um, this idea of how you are so punctual to a point that you're 10 minutes early to everything. I mean, it, it made me smile, but also it made me feel pretty guilty about the way I um, live my life, constantly apologizing for being a couple of minutes <laughs> late. Uh, yeah, so uh, my transition from uh, military to civilian life, it has this, what would call a good, like you say, and difficult part. Being an a, a NCO, a non-commissioner officer, uh, we are required to be at the place that we were supposed to be uh, minimum 30 minutes earlier because uh, we're in charge of soldiers. You know, the command, the command line will give us the orders. 
we related to the we we like managers we related to soldiers and we make it happen. We supervise. We make sure that the job is done. So uh, thinking about it, like uh, coming back six thirty is the PT time. What we call PT physical training time. Six o'clock or five forty-five. We're already in the barrack. The first sergeant will ask you. Since I, I was uh, also the the platoon uh, unit commander, IT platoon. How many soldiers present? So I, I tell the, the the first sergeant, IT platoon. This is the number, exact number of soldiers that I have under me. Uh, this is the number that's present. This is why somebody is missing. Why he's missing? Where he's at? And uh, so. There's that. So coming to the corporate world, like exactly like you 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 talk about the the first thing I used to be uh, ahead of the meeting. I'll come to in front of the door maybe ten to eight minutes early. So I sit down with my laptop and uh, I do what I have to do. And it took one day my uh, my manager at the time Dan Carlson. So one day he looked at me and say, Hey, I'm it. You know, you don't have to to be there 10 minutes early, you know, like five, three minutes is okay. And each time you go, you make us feel feel bad because you're always there. The first, you're the first to always be there. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll try to, you know, put that in mind. And uh, so that's one thing. And uh, like I say, it depends also of uh, your personality. I'm an easygoing person. And... Uh, I have uh, an ease to to get in touch with people, you know, like, so that's what I say uh, when I come to a new place, I sit back and I, and I look around and, and, and uh, I calibrate the room, I see who's who, you know, who I can talk to, everything. So I talk to everybody, I'm well going on. And same thing, same principle that I, yeah, applied to me in the military when I came down, I look for mentors and uh, and they, I ask them questions about the, the company, the road that's going. If I don't understand something, I ask the questions. They say there's no uh, stupid questions. They're just, you know, people who do not ask questions who can get misleaded. So if you, I always ask the questions if you don't know anything uh, or if you don't understand something. So that's me uh, in a nutshell. The corporate world is so different to perhaps what you're used to. And there may be some level of questioning your ability. And I, I think just talking to you, talking to some others, there is so much that is transferable in any situation. If you were to think about two or three or four things that you think are absolutely transferable from being in the service to a corporate environment, what would they be? Walk ethic. Work ethic, yeah. The, the work ethic in the military is uh, is transferable. Your integrity is transferable. Your trustworthiness is transferable. Your skill is transferable. It's depending how you're gonna award it. That's why in the transition time, they they'll help you. And there's even a tool, a software that that you implement. You put you input all your your military jargon in there, it will transfer, it will, it will transform it into a civilian transferable skill. So that's something that I, I, I'll say is, is really good about that. And uh, what, like uh, your work ethic would depend on how, like you say, 
how early you in a walk, uh, how your capability to bounce back, back on uh, difficult situations, resilience. Yeah. And one more thing that I think comes across just based on everything that I'm hearing from you and your experiences in the army is, you know, there's a huge amount of adaptability with uh, those that have been in the service um, because you are placed under a lot of different situation posted in different places so um, you have to adapt really quickly and I think that is another element I feel like the the veterans bring to BP um, a lot. Yeah. So what has been your experience so far of the graduate program? What have you found interesting, inspiring? What have you found perhaps a bit challenging? In the grad programs, they have the opportunity for the graduate uh, student to develop themselves. There's a LinkedIn training site. There's a funding for you if you wanted to learn new skill set, which I recommend you know, the graduate student to take really advantage with that. With the graduate program, I was able to do my uh, Scrum Masters and I was able to, to buy books. They even uh, allow you to, to take certification if it's uh, uh, directed toward your, your skill set or the job that you're doing, which I, I think you should really take advantage of that. I didn't know about it until when I came down to, to grad week in, in London. And uh, one of the graduates pointed out. And so far, I have to say it's been wonderful. I was uh, able to do some trainings, like I said, a Scrum Master that I took. And until today, you know, they even tell you, even after the graduate program, if you wanted to do to reach out to them, if they can help you out, they help you out. So, which is really good with BP. So let's talk a little bit about our new purpose and our ambition of achieving net zero. It's amazing. And at the same time, a huge, huge shift for us. So first of all, what do you feel about that? And have you had any chance to reflect on how that impacts your future within BP? Actually, I embraced it. I liked it. Because uh, the first thing that came on my mind was like, when I was talking about solar energy, wind energy. The biggest area in uh, West Africa is sun. You have sun, you know, all year long. And during summertime, people can't even go outside because it's so hot. So I was like, well, this is a good opportunity. And I, I see myself uh, seeing that right, envisaging that right, and uh, creating a path for myself for, for the green energy era you know, in BP, and I, and I think it's, uh, it's a good step toward the future, and uh, I think it's going to be wonderful as this change. So what is the best advice you've ever received that you have taken to heart and implemented in the things that you have done that's really helped you in your career so far, both within the Army and within BP? It's something that I learned when I first joined the army, my recruiter was like, make sure that to, to find a good mentor. When you get to your first unit, that's the first uh, advice that my recruiter told me. When you get to any unit that you go, look around you, look at the leaderships in your unit, even if it's not in your unit, outside of your unit, find a mentor who can uh, put you on the right path 
And uh, it's something that I took in, into heart and I apply in everything that I do in life, in any position that I, I'm, I'm not in. And uh, my first sergeant was part of the, the Bravo team. And I went to him in his office. I knocked on his door. He, he looked up and said, like, oh, you're the new soldier that got into our unit. I'm like, yeah. He's like, How, what can I do for you today? So I walked in. I was like, uh, I would like you to be my mentor. I'm new in the unit. I look at you. And I uh, know soldiers respect you. And uh, that's why I waited two months and I look around and everything. He's like, sure, no problem. The first thing that he was doing, he was asking me a bunch of questions about uh, uh, my progress. Did you uh, have a, what we call it, I love, I love me book. It's, um, I still have it. I save it. It's Did you say, book. I love me book? Yeah, I love me book. My I love me book. Inside your my I love me book, you put all your uh, pertinent documentations, college certificate, any important document that you want, you save it in here. In one of the sections in, in your I love me book, you have a program that they follow. They'll tell you, okay, this is um, the course that you have to follow to be on the next level in your career. That's fantastic advice. And I think what I'm hearing you're saying is that it's always useful and helpful to forge strong relationships, you know, with those around you, especially those that you look up to. And they don't have to be even formal mentors, right? Like you do get your mentors as part of your graduate program, but it's great to look around and see who can really help you and to push through those uncomfortable feelings and and, and ask them, go and speak to them and, and ask for advice. And to be proactive, right? Yeah, you speak up. And, uh, and that was one of the, the key things that, uh, that they spoke on on uh, the first week of graduate insertions, you know, speak up. So I was like, okay, if the, the mentality over here is already set uh, on that, is helping the worker to speak up when they don't understand anything or, or when they see something. So why not take advantage of that? It's there for you. So... People are there for you. Speak up. Let them know what you what you think and let them know what you want or what you don't understand. And uh, they'll guide you. And uh, I, I got like some uh, a really good, you know, fantastic um, managers that I got the opportunity to have around me. And from different, different even group, because the best part also in the, the sitting settings in uh, Chicago is the open floor. So we all see each other, people crack joke and, uh, you know, everybody's laughing. So everybody's walking in the morning. It's kind of serious. Everybody's in a meeting in the afternoon time. The ITNS and our department, we are the quietest. You can hear a pin drop in the afternoon over there. So when I got, I first got there, you know, I was like, a, and if I have a question, I'll ask the question. I'll ask somebody and they'll be like, oh, I'm not too sure about that. Maybe you should ask this guy over there on the other side. So, and they, they'll gladly explain to me what, what it is. Uh, or if it's something more I stand, I'll send them an email. I'll set up a, uh, a meeting and I'll talk to them. Yeah. So it's fair to say ITNS is not quiet anymore since you joined. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so there you have it guys some amazing takeaways from Ahmed his advice on being proactive and finding a mentor really resonated with me making the first move on someone you admire can be an uncomfortable thing at, at any stage in one's career 
But if we can find the courage to embrace our vulnerability, to find the right mentor, it can have profound benefits for our development, both professionally and personally. Do you have someone in mind that you would like to be your mentor? Maybe think about how you would approach this subject in an email to them. What would it say? 